Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest joining us from Australia is Dawn Hazel, and we will be talking about her new book, Meditation Techniques for Your Mental Health and to Connect to Your Angels, A Beginner's Guide to Meditation with Your Angels. In her book, Dawn explores nine forms of meditation and makes the techniques accessible to beginners through simple explanations and step-by-step guidance. Forms of medication co- meditation covered in the book include mindfulness, spiritual, energy clearing, focus, movement, mantra, transcendental, progressive, and compassion meditation. For more than 20 years, Dawn has helped other people through her card readings, and more than 10 years, excuse me, and for more than 10 years, she has been studying angel numbers closely and learning how to interpret numerical messages during different stages and situations in her life. She says that angel numbers and intuition have saved her life twice. Her other books include Make Peace with Painful Memories, Angel Numbers 1 through 9 Meaning, Spiritual Energies, and Your Personalized Angel's Guide. For more information, you can visit dawnpublishinghouse.com.au. Again, that's dawnpublishinghouse.com.au. And with that, I'd like to welcome Dawn to the show. Good day, Dawn. Hey, Dan Rose. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Anytime that we can enlighten listeners and make their life a little bit easier and peaceful, I'm all for that. So um, I'd like to start with a little bit about yourself. Um, Can you share with the listeners a little bit about your journey and your um, experience with cards and angels and all that? Well, yes, I've been always very interested in the cards at like at a very young age and going through it and I'm always looking at it, what does that mean, what does that mean, are they trying to tell me something, are they doing, you know, is there a higher power up there or I know we've all got free will but there's always, you know, that people say it's women intuition but I always believed it was something a little bit more and up there, you know, beyond that. So I remember why I wrote this book was um, once I, I went to a woman's health retreat a few years back and we did some meditation over the weekend. So I wasn't a very big meditation person because the the deep breathing, you know, I didn't quite like it and, um, you know, it gave me, I was very lightheaded, but I could see the benefits of meditation. So I got home after the trait and I got onto Google and I tried to research it 
And I it just went down one big rabbit hole and then I ended up giving up on the idea. But soon after that, I went to visit my father. And my father's a very negative man. He always thinks the universe is always against him and everything bad happens always just happens to him. Anyway, so a few days later after that, I um, was getting some Reiki performed to try and fix my chakras and, and do some healing myself. And I mentioned it to the instructor, Emma, and Emma said that I still had ties from that visit because I was feeling the same way like he does. And um, so she says I needed to release them to feel better. So she gave me this exercise of when I got home called the Hawaiian March Mantra. So you repeat, so when you're in your meditation state, you repeat, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. So I did that. So while in my mind's eye, I was picturing my father repeating those words. And I did it for about 10 minutes. And I felt so much better. And I thought, oh my God, there are different types of meditations out there. So I got back and did, um, sort of gave up on real Google and I, you know, delved into it and really researched it. And that's when I came up with the nine most common ones. Like there's many more out there, but the, these nine, that, that way everybody can help and find their own meditation techniques. I did that mantra a few weeks later, and um, but this time I kept my mind blank. So I repeated, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Kept my mind blank and just asked the angels to send anybody that needs forgiveness, either I forgive them or they forgive me. And my mind was then all flooded with all these images of people's faces. Some of them I recognised, some of them I didn't, but, you know, could have been someone from school for all I know. But, yeah, so I just kept repeating it until the images all stopped and, and um, so I felt so much better, so much lighter, and that was a better way of meditating and healing. Yeah, that, that I've heard that um Hawaiian um process before and it is very it's very simple and you know it's it's um I think it you know really is a wonderful cleansing kind of um practice. Uh so you mentioned that you you know during the the beginning of the rabbit hole that that you talked about you talked about the benefits of meditation. So what what did you find out, or, and maybe what have you seen um, in your practice that those benefits are? Well, one of the best meditation um, benefits is reducing stress. So it's calming, calms the mind, soothes the nervous system, and regular meditation can benefit your heart other organs. It also helps relieve anxiety. And most people find that more than one technique works. So I know I do about two or three techniques. So it just depends on do I need angel guidance or do I need cleansing, do I need healing. So you just got to, you go through them, pick which one works, and you, you don't have to just stick to one. And why I discuss meditating with angels is that terms of angels are often thought of in a religious context. 
But today, the term can be applied to your spiritual guides and helpers. So when you meditate with your angels, your mind is less preoccupied and is more open to the present. So in other words, it's easier for the angels to catch your attention, convey a message, and during the meditations, your bodies are relaxed, your mind and heart are more aligned. And this makes healing and alignment easier to achieve. Yeah, when 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 you you know do that meditation with the connection to angels or spirit guide or helper, um, how I know, I know for me it was always a difficulty in being able to distinguish my own thought, you know, my own thinking versus what might be coming from that source. So how 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 did you? How were you able to make that distinction? And, and for people like me who've had um, challenges being able to discern, what, what would your message be to them? It is hard that when you start to, you know, try and get into that space and you're, you're thinking about today and other things all popping in and you're going, no, you've got to really try and clear it. That's where the breathing sort of does come into help or then you... Um, picture of colour. So I always find when I start a meditation that um, you picture a, a golden um, ball of light and that it's coming towards you and then it's going to just cover your whole body and that's your protection. And then so as you're doing that and it's going down, you, you picture it going down over your shoulders, down your chest, down the torso, your legs, right down to your feet and then the ground. So that's how you are grounded and then the light is your protection. And then you'll find then your mind will clear. And then you can go into, so it depends on which type of meditation. The energy, like the mind meditation, you can, um, that's your breath work one. So that's where you go once you've done your you know, your um, golden glow of light with your protection and your grounded, you invite your angels around me into this sacred space. You ask that they now send you any messages that you need or are ready to hear at this time, and then you thank them. So then that's when you just wait, and then that's when the angel messages come through. And hopefully if, you know, if, you're in the right space and your mind is clear and you are ready to receive them. In the beginning, you know, it's not always clear. You know, it does take practice. Like, are you really receiving what you're hearing or listening or seeing? Sometimes it could be just, they're just giving you a gift. I've been in a meditation where um, I go, you know, I walk down these set of stairs, I'm through a forest, and then I hop on a boat and then I'm rowing to this island, and then the island, you know, there's a, um, a fire. And I just sit down on the fire, and I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And then eventually this angel will come out, and um, will just give me a gift of a crystal. And then um, nothing else, hop back on the boat, go back to, say, the mainland, up the stairs again, through the forest, and then I find out, Google what this crystal actually is and that was my message that, that that crystal gave me what I needed 
Luckily, some of the times I have that crystal, if I don't, then I have to go out and buy that crystal and keep it on my desk and go, well, that's what the angel said I needed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a, um, a wonderful way to be able to interpret what it is, you know, that, that meditation brings forth. Um, now, I, I do like when you were talking about when you receive the message um, to say thank you. Um, I know that that's, you know, a very important, I would think that that's a very important part of the communication. Um, I know yes. when I you should always experience... thank you to your messages and guidance that they provided through the meditation. And try to, when you yeah. finish the meditation, once you've got that orange glow, the gold glow, that um, after it you've got to um, release you being grounded. So you've got to then change the colour to pink. So where you're doing gold all the way down to the ground, then you change it to pink from the ground going all the way back up outside your body. And while it's doing that, that's when you should always say thank you. Yeah, yeah, very much. I, I know that like when I experience um, synchronicity or coincidence, um, I recognize that as kind of a message, you know, and I always say thank you. I always just pause and, and just give, you know, a, a quick thank you. Um, because to me, it's, you know, my way of showing that, you know, the, the happening wasn't missed, you know, and that it was appreciated. Yes, they, they like it that, you, okay, you heard me, you got the message, you say thank you. And like, I occasionally get messages where I haven't been meditating, you might be going, sometimes you go, like, where do I put my phone? And then all of a sudden something will come into your head and go, ah, and then I go, I just look up and go, thank you. So, um, <laughs> just, you know, little things just pop into your head like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and when you think about it, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it's kind of like if you received a good advice from a friend, you know, that, you know, by recognizing it with a thank you, you know, they are more apt, you know, to continue, you know, providing that guidance, you know, versus, you know, I, I don't think angels have, you know, their feelings hurt, but... You know, the idea of, you know, not acknowledging the communication, I would think, would be a challenge for that uh, angel or spirit guide or, you know, um, helper who wants to, you know, give you guidance. Absolutely. And then sometimes they think that they're not using the right frequency. They're going, okay... They're not hearing me, so then they try a different frequency or a different way instead of trying to, like, give you something in meditation or just an idea that pops in your head. They might then, this is where the numbers get thrown out or you might see um, your spiritual animal because I, I like trying to meditate and try and connect to my spiritual animal as well. And um, so it's just depends and then so they're trying different frequencies and sometimes I don't always hear the first one either and then they're, they're, they're like hammering my head going I'm trying to tell you something and it's all like oh okay sorry I missed it thank you <laughs> yeah you you prefer to get the message in a light way versus by a two by four across the head oh so, absolutely you know, 
<laughs> and sometimes, you know, if I did miss it, like, I do miss it, I don't always get them, or, you know, I go, no, I'm not listening to you, I'm going to do my own thing, and then it didn't work out, and I go, and then that's when they go, I told you, and I went, okay, I'm sorry, I'll listen to you next time. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and, and that, um, free will choice not to follow, you know, is in and of itself um, a very important learning part of the journey. It is free will, and the angels, you know, do recognize the free will, and, um, you know, sometimes we push back on that too and go, no, I'm not doing that. I don't care what you tell me. I'm not doing that. And um, so, yeah, so that's why they're just there to guide but if you are there doing a meditation and you're trying to connect to your higher self and to seek guidance and you are talking to this angel, and it's usually once you do connect to an angel, that angel will stay with you, you know, your whole life. It's not like, okay, you're getting this angel today and then tomorrow you get another one. The actual spirit yeah. guide that you do connect with stays with you. So they're with you the whole time. So they know the stages of your life, where you're going, what you're doing, the struggles that you're happening, um, or the happiness that's going through your life. They're with you the whole time. So when they are, when you are doing your higher self and asking them guidance, asking them questions, um, they know what you're going through and how to help. Yeah, I know. Gosh, probably about 20 years ago when I was, you know, trying to connect with my angels or, you know, higher self or, you know, um, I was, it was just not working. I mean, it, it was to the point where it seemed like everything in my life was just falling apart. And, you know, and I tried in earnest, you know, to establish that communication. And then finally one night I just said, listen, you know, your number one angel, whoever you are, who was with me for, you know, for the span of it, fire everyone else and bring in a new team. You know, someone who can help me, that can get through to me, where the other rest of the team wasn't. And, and things did change. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not sure if it was just the idea of me, you know, resetting, you know, the, my expectations or, you know, my view. But it, for me, it seemed to work. That's great, yeah. And it could be the same angel that he just did it in a different way or a different voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much. Now, um, in the introduction, I mentioned that um, there were a couple times that angelic numbers and intuition saved your life. I'd be curious to know about those experiences. Well, there was, they were a long time ago that it really stuck in my head. And both of the times was in a car while driving. So, um, late at night, so at the time, boyfriend, now husband, I was leaving his house, um, I think it was around the middle of the night, and, you know, because over here in Australia, according to you, we drive on the wrong side of the road. So, where <laughs> I was, yeah, I was turning left, yeah, set of lights, I had a red, and I'm sitting there waiting. Nobody's on the road, because like I said, it was the middle of the night. And I went to turn left, two-lane road, and I started veering into the furthest right-hand lane. And then all of a sudden, I get a message going, 
No, change lanes. And I'm going to go, but I want this lane. No, change lanes now. And I went, oh, okay. So I quickly did it, and then someone ran a red light doing way double the speed limit, going through the red light, and if I kept going the way I was going, they would have hammered my car, totally would have totaled it, like I would have rolled and carried on, and, yeah, I would not be in a very good state after it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so then I said, oh, thank you. So I sat in my lane and I didn't change lanes the rest of the drive home. And I went, oh, we're going to do that again. And I saw the other person in my headlights too. It was another female in my headlights. She didn't even look at me, didn't even recognise that I was even there and just kept zooming past. It was just a quick flash and I went, oh, my God. But, um, yeah. And another time was... um, Again, I was, this time I was driving to my boyfriend's house and it, it was during the day, but it had it's been raining and it was like, it was raining heat. And um, coming around the corner, I actually lost control of the car because of the rain and um, lots of traffic around. I think it was like a four lane road. Um, cars were parked, there was red lights. And um, so in my, in my head, I was getting these messages of how to steer my car. So as I was trying to control the car, it was telling me, release the brake, turn left, turn right, um, do, hit the brake more, do this, do that. And somehow I missed the oncoming traffic. I missed everybody stopped at the set of lights. I missed the, all the parked cars. And I ended up on the right side of the road facing the oncoming traffic. And I just completely stopped. And everyone that were around, and all the cars that were stopped at the lights were all trying to move out of my way and doing all sorts of things. And there was pedestrians as well. I missed everything. And then there was this driveway in front of me of this shop. And then I just drove into the driveway and then um, called my boyfriend up and went, you need to come get me. I'm not driving anymore. <laughs> but if it wasn't for those messages that were telling me how to see the car, how hard to hit the brake, like they were fast coming because this car was, you know, split second thing on mm-hmm. doing, like, turning left, turning right, hit the brakes, doing this, now leave off the brakes. It was like, oh my God, there was no way my mind could have comprehended without help. Yeah, wow. You know, and driving in the car often um, lends itself to kind of an open mind in a way, it's particularly if you're driving along a route that is very familiar to you, that, you know, the mind, you know, is open to receiving messages. That's right, because, um, you know, you're just listening to the radio, you're not thinking about work or, or life or family, you just... And sometimes, you know, you do, when you hop in a car and you've travelled this road lots, many times, sometimes you think, how did you get home? I don't remember. I'm thinking, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that. And to me, that, whenever that happens to me, I, I get um, a little anxious, <laughs> you know. You know, I, you know the, the idea that I could, you know, navigate, you know, the distance you know, in a kind of a subconscious kind of way, um, you know, for me, you know, it, it just, you know, just emphasizes the fact that like the next time I go in the car, I need to make sure that I'm, you know, present and aware. Yes, 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. But um, you do you do zone out when you're driving, or a good song comes on the radio, and that's when um, it's good to have a clear mind, but still making sure you're you're still in control of the vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're about halfway through the show, Don, so I want to take just a quick break, and then when we come back, I want to start to talk about the the nine meditations in your book and, and kind of what um, what the purpose of, of each of those are and then maybe how um, a listener can um, start their journey, their meditation journey. Okay? A brief, brief summary of each one, sure. Okay. Yes. Okay, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest joining us from Australia is Dawn Hazel, and we're talking about her work and her new book, Meditation Techniques for Your Mental Health and to Connect to Your Angels, A Beginner's Guide to Meditation with Your Angels. Again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is dawnpublishinghouse.com. .au. And for those of you on Facebook, you can find her there at Don Publishing. Okay, with that, we're back, Don. Oh, thank you. I just want to, um, to add to that plug of yours, which I'm very appreciative, is that the book recently won bronze in the Living Now Book Awards um, about a month ago. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's quite an achievement. <laughs> So, yeah. You know, and with so many meditation books out there, you know, it's sometimes difficult to rise to that level of recognition. So, so kudos to you. Thank you. And this is a different way of meditating, so you can connect your angels, because that, that's the way I like to meditate, so that's another reason why I wrote the book, because I'm thinking um, it's not just woo-hoo stuff out there, you know, it is the spiritual, it's like, it's real. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I want to kind of just go through and, and name the different types of meditations, and um, maybe you can, you know, give us um, just a little kind of overview of, you know, when this particular type of meditation would be most useful. Um, and then, you know, if there's any, during any of the, talking about any of them, if there's a, a particular exercise or tip that you really enjoy, now feel free to share it with us, because that's what you have in your book. Yes. So, so the first one is like sorry, begin I'm, with your mind. So the mind sorry? is... Sorry? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So the mind is um, clearing the mind and breath work. So this one is the most easiest and um, basic and the most common one used out there. So we, you're just trying to relax, do your breath, clear the mind, you know. So that one's really helpful with um, calming. And the benefits of breath work is your thoughts. So this one you don't tend to have any music or um, you could have something to focus on. Like you, you might have seen some people having a candle. So you, you just like zone out and you're just looking. You know how when you're sitting at camping and you're looking at a fire, just sitting there, maybe having a drink, unless you're camping, 
not meditating, you don't drink while meditating. Um, <laughs> we're just staring into the fire. That is a form of meditation. That is clearing the mind where you're just sitting there. Like, who cannot sit in front of a fire and just stare at it? So, um, so you're already meditating yeah. if, you can, if you're doing that. So, yes. Yeah. Now, in that one, you mentioned the breath, and you indicated earlier that you had the idea of some of the breath work was a was either it was a challenge or it wasn't something that that you were yeah. drawn to. So, how how do you feel about it now? And is there you know any? I mean, is there the idea of kind of you know being present? You know, is that really kind of the you know, the premier way of of getting to that that um sense that zone, you know, that you're trying to get into. Mm. I do the breath work a little bit different. So because I do struggle with the, the breath one where they would always do the big breaths and the slow breaths and big breaths and it's all like um so I would sort of like do to calm my mind and the breath, I will take say like three deep breaths, so you, you breathe in, in through your nose, out to the mouth, and I will do that roughly about three times and then see how calm I am, do go back to normal breathing. If it doesn't quite work, then I try it again. I've also tried with that breath, breath work, so when I'm breathing in, I'm breathing in a colour, and then as I'm breathing out, I'm breathing out like black and brown, so it's like I'm breathing in good, and I'm exhaling bad. And that's how that the breathwork thing works for me. So that everyone's got to find their own way. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm glad that you said that, and that was kind of why I wanted you to answer that. Because for me, you know, some of the breathwork techniques that I have, you know, heard and read about, you know, they're they were difficult for me. I mean, they were, you know, hold it, you know, breathe in for and hold it for so many seconds, you know, then breathe out for so many seconds. It was, to me, it was more distracting trying to meet the number of minutes, <laughs> the number of seconds, you know. Yeah. Um, Worst not my favorite one. I do it every now and again if I'm getting a bit anxious. I will, you know, just mm-hmm. close my eyes, stop where I'm doing, and do three big breaths, calm myself down. Um, in a couple of minutes that it still hasn't worked, I do a couple of three big breaths again, and that's all I tend to need. And then I'm a lot calmer, I can see it, I might get a message at that time. Some, a lot of times I don't, it's just purely just to calm my anxiety down, calm my breath down, get your heart rate back to normal, and um, yeah, then I'll move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Now the the next one was spiritual meditation. So what does that involve, and how does it differ from the mindfulness? Well, it's done in a more um, can be done in a group or a solitary way, and it's a non-religious meditation. So you um, explore it into your home, or you have some preparation. What do you expect with that one? is um, you need to be patient with the spiritual one because pushing it to achieve the goals in spiritual meditation is like like you're pushing a car. So sometimes you might not be ready to receive the message or the angels are trying to tell you and you're just not receiving it correctly. So 
We're going to keep in mind the benefits will take time to appear and their blissful and deeply spiritual experiences will only happen when you're ready to receive them. So you've just got to keep practicing. You've got to prepare your space well and sometimes you might even have to clean the area that you're doing if you really, if you are struggling trying to connect to your spiritual guide or your spiritual animal, then clean space. Like get that sage out there, get your feather or your, um, I think it's your cellulite. No, not cellulite. Cellotide. Um, crystal over the stage and then cleanse the area, cleanse your whole home, open up all the windows, get all that bad energy out because it might not be you doing the blockage, it might just be the karma around you, if that makes sense, like your your space. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it does. It does. And, you know, the you know the, the, the next one you had was energy clearing meditation and you know, um, I have, you know, used a version of that when when it seems that, you know, I have kind of recently come into contact with someone who, you know, upon leaving, I just feel yucky. <laughs> I feel, you know, yeah. real... Well, that's where that that's the Hawaiian mantra would come into. If you're feeling yucky after meeting somebody... That's where that Hawaiian mantra will come in and so you can, you know, stop the tide. Oh, yeah. So that's, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, correct? Yes, yes. Great, good, good. So with that okay. spiritual one, um, if you wanted to call your angel into your space, um, these are... You might want to use these words. So I read this from the book. So I call on the highest frequency angels and Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael to help me hold this safe, sacred space at the highest frequencies of love and light. I ask for their help in the clearing my energy of any and all dense energies, all blocks and all energies that are no longer relevant to me. And I thank you. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, gosh, probably about 20 years ago, I, I had a, an individual on the show from the UK, and we were talking about, you know, angels, and, you know, I kind of just mentioned that. You know, I'm not sure who who would be around me, you know, that kind of thing. And and then they just said, okay, now listen, think of, you know, just think Archangel and spit out the first name that comes to mind. And the first one that came to mind was Raphael. And I thought, huh, mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea, <laughs> or, you know, what Raphael kind of was involved with. But after I, I learned a little bit more, it, it seemed to make sense. So I've kind of, you know, whenever I kind of try to tap in to that, that level of guidance, I, I just say, hey, Raphael. <laughs> Yeah. If you're unsure with your angels, like when you're starting and you don't know who your spiritual guide is and you are, say, you've got your space, you've got your mind's eye, I usually start either on a beach or in a forest where it's nice and, and calm and soothing and I just start picturing a ball of light. 
And then that ball of light will just change and appear to your angel. So if, you, if you're there going, well, I don't know who, who my archangel is or my spiritual guide is, who my animal is, you just sit there, wait, it will come to you. All of a sudden, these, you know, pictures of a light, you know, 100 metres away from you slowly getting closer and as it's getting closer, it's forming into your angel or your spiritual guide. Okay, good. That's a, a good way to bring that about. Um, now, one of the meditations that you have of, of a nine in your book is called a movement meditation. And in a way, that seems to be contradictory to what many people might think of as meditation. Yes. Yeah, that one is um, unusual. But see, as people don't have time just to sit around, and um, I'm just trying to find that chapter. So what that one is, is um, when you are walking, say, in your forest, you do get... Um, gee, I can't even find it in here now. And here we go, chapter four. There we go. So, when you're walking around the forest and you know how peaceful it is and you're there with the bees, not bees, the birds, animals, <laughs> birds, and um, you're there just walking around. So, this is when you're, so you're not in complete meditation state, state but you're calm, you're relaxed. So, that also could be, walking meditation is, um, of course, you've got to be a mobile person to be able to do this. And dancing is not sort of recommended for it. So it's mainly walking around the forest, walking on the beach, even just sitting, like just staring at the fire, but even just staring at waves. You can do it. Yoga and Pilates is a, also a good way for your breath. It's also um, Qigong and Tai Chi. That's also a very good meditation movement one as well because that's moving energy through your body. But it does take a lot of time to perfect this one. So if you're looking for quick results, I wouldn't um, do the movement one straight away. But if you just wanted to relax, just go for a little walk, you know, pick a nice surround spot, even just find a log if you're in the forest or bit of sand or... Um, park bench somewhere and just sit, watch things go by or just listen. You could just be there listening to the traffic where you're sitting, say, at the bus stop or a park bench and um, your mind will eventually clear and your breath will eventually slow down and you'll never know what might appear then. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm a walker. Yeah, I'm also a nature kind of photographer. So I, every day... I walk, you know, and with my camera in hand and just, you know, go about nature, either the gardens or the beach. I'm near the beach. So, um, but it's amazing how many times just little glimpses of insight just pop into my head, you know, and, you know, there were, there was, there was a time that I, you know, stopped walking as much. Um, but then realized that, you know, my day just didn't 
flow as well, you know, as yeah. when I spent that little bit of time in the morning, you know, kind of communing with nature and just clearing my head before I, you know, started my, quote, day. Well, I use, I, I use about one car away from the beach. So if I haven't been on the beach and walked along, and my dog, she gets narky when I don't take her down. <laughs> and um, she's there going, I haven't been to the beach for a couple of days, Mum. And, like, we feel it. You think, I just could get the sand between my toes. Like, I don't swim. I just like to walk on the beach and watch the waves. And my dog yeah. just runs up and down the beach. And um, it's just, like, even if I do it for 10 minutes, you just feel so much better breathing in that salt air, the fresh air, getting away from the computers, your phone. Mm-hmm. I don't even go down there with no phone. I'm thinking, surely people can live without me for 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And, and if I can't live without them for 10 minutes, I really need to look at my life a little bit closer, you know. Yeah. Yeah, when you are doing that mindful one, this is when you've got to, you've got to listen and observe your body as well. So you can, um, you might feel muscle groups that you might not be aware of as well. And mm-hmm. you've got to realize mm-hmm. where you are and where you're holding stress in your body when you're doing that walking or movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, there's just one more I wanted to talk about. And, you know, this is the all, I would say all nine, but I'm curious, there's one called progressive meditation. What What is that about? Yes, that one is um, to progress a little further in chapter seven. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, I, I don't have the actual chapters here, but, um, oh. but it was you know, listed as one of the the types of the nine meditations that are in the book. Yeah, that one's a scanning of your body one. So this is where, Uh and this one helps your um, healing of your inner child. Now, I do have a warning in this particular chapter, so um, because it can bring up a lot of emotional with this one. So I'll make sure I'll read it out. So... If repressed memories and hurts are released, you may feel triggered by this meditation. Seek professional help, journal your feelings and release emotions. Allow yourself to cry and grieve if you feel the need. Find the support that you need and don't attempt this meditation again until you have healed that issue. Triggering emotions without addressing them isn't good for your mental health. So ensure that you are prepared to immediately deal with any triggers you may experience. The body scanning and progressive meditation the angels that help the inner child. So if you've had any type of trauma, this one's a really good one to go through. But it's one that does take a lot depending on, like obviously, the trauma. Sometimes you might be able to get it really quickly. Sometimes it might take a while. But that's where the journaling comes into it. Seek professional help. Um, you might even, um, this is what I'm, one reason why I went to a Reiki um, healer. So I did, I think, about 10 sessions, and then she helped me heal all my childhood trauma through my my life and all these like She picked up something that um, hung with me, that what my father did while my mother was, while, still in, while she was still carrying me, so she was still pregnant with me, but... There was, they must have had an argument or something, and I felt that, 
And apparently I carried mm. that with me for years. And that, I didn't even know. But she picked it up with the Reiki and helped mm. me heal a lot of crying, a lot of journaling, especially through that Reiki session that I had. And uh, well, my mother passed away when I was 10, so I had nothing to ask her about or talk to her about and, you know, help me heal. So I had to go through it a different way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a difficult, difficult. And, and it is amazing how those early life experiences imprint on our, our energy and our way of life, our, our belief systems. There's so many things that are affected by those early interactions. And we do block them out when we're a child, or you might not have realised how traumatic it is for you until you're an adult, and um, and then this is all bringing up. So when you are in your bubble of life and you need to invite your angels in for the healing and help your inner child, you could use these words. So I invite into this sacred space, space of life and healing the angels of healing my inner child. I ask that during this meditation I receive the help in releasing and healing any and all issues that I'm ready to let go of at this time. I also ask that I gently may be made aware of any other issues that I need to address soon and be given guidance on the best way to do so. I thank the angels and my inner child. Well, that's a good one. That's a that's a really good and and that you know for people who get the book that'll be a, you know those types of um, exercises and statements um, would be very helpful in in mastering that type of meditation. Mm. Um, so so now we're we're kind of getting down to the end of the show. Uh, what if there is someone listening who has not does not have a meditation practice? Um, is there a um, like a where, when, and how to start? I'm sure it's probably dependent on the individual, but in general, is there you know a better kind of you know where to do it, you know, when to start it, or when to you know, practice the meditation and, and and in the how. Well, yeah, that's because life does get into a way of lots of things and, and um, you know, they always say 20, 30 minutes, but seriously, you can do it in five or ten, just a quick couple of breath work. But before I get into that, I'd just like to say that um, when you're going through the book and you're trying your different meditations to see which one suits you best, I will, um, this transcendence, transcendence meditation, you do need a teacher to teach you that one. I do put it in the book in case you are interested in doing that one, but that's the only one, all the others you can do in your own time, your own space, but that one you do need a teacher to teach it to you properly. But if you are just beginning okay. and you just want to start it, like I said, life goes in, in the way, an easy way to, to, to like start is when you're in bed, like I do this one quite often and this is the one that I use for my visualisation. So, you, you know, because when you're ready for bed and you're ready for sleep, you are calm and relaxed 
and this might actually help you sleep better. So that's only if your partner's not snoring too much, you might be able to do this. So again, you imagine your golden circle, so you're lying on your bed, you're ready, you're ready to go to sleep. You're starting, you've done your, your you might have done your breath work or you're not. You've imagined your golden circle around your body and that's when I would start um, visualising. I either visualise what I want tomorrow to look like or I might hash what happened today so I can, if something happens, I might just want to release that so that way I don't dwell on it and it, it's gone. I don't want whatever happened today to carry on tomorrow. So I'll visualise what tomorrow will bring and I also, if I've got a goal or something in mind, you know, hey, I want um, $1,000 to hit my bank account by Christmas. Imagine that $1,000 into your bank account by Christmas. So just um, put it out there. If the angels don't know this is what you want, they won't know how to help you. Um, like I imagine all this stuff. And um, then I'll ask the angels, going, do they ask that correctly? And sometimes I get no. You're not asking it correctly. Like, you, and you've got to be really specific. Like, you just can't say, okay, yeah, I want a thousand dollars in my bank account. Okay, when? When do you want this? The angels might go, okay, I can give it to you in five years' time, because no, I need it like by Christmas. You got to, when you're doing that visualization, like you've got to be, it's like goal setting. You've got to be really specific. So you've got to tell the angels exactly when, where, and how. I want, um, you know, when I was preparing for this today, I did a couple of breath work, and then I imagined that my internet was going to stay up the whole time. My dog was not going to bark, and. Um, so yeah, it was just imagining me sitting here and, and talking to everybody and it all just went so smoothly, which it has. Now, regarding specificity, um, you know, I can understand about kind of being, um, you know, definitive in kind of what one wants. Um, but when it comes to the how, um, is it – I've always been taught that, you know, you kind of make the request, you know, but sometimes the how you leave it to the universe to determine how that is going to come about. Because if, if, if you direct a particular how, you really close off a lot of other potential avenues that may be the one that would work. Yes, that's where the free will comes into it as well. And um, when you're doing the visualization and say if you're at a crossroads and you don't know which way to go, I do have a, a section in here um, where helping an angel can guide you the best path forward. So you call upon the angel to explore three possible paths. This one does take a long. You'll need about 40 minutes to for this visualisation. So you've got to make sure you are comfortable and you do have your water and um, make sure, you know, if you've got any noises or music. You might want to lie down for this one because, like I said, it is a long one. 
And this is where you need to take your, your breath, go through it, and you're visualising a path. And then this is when the, um, the angels can help and then they can sort of like guide you what each path might look like. So when you're doing this for the first time, you might want to call upon Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Uriel and also Archangel Raphael to help me hold this sacred space of love and light of the highest frequency. I also ask that these four Archangels help guide me towards the best choice for me at this time. I thank the Archangels and send them love. Now you can also, if you're doing personal angels and helpers, like in a particular instance, you can call upon them and you can add their name as appropriate. So you can go, I call on my personal angels to help me determine the best way forward at this time. I ask that their insight and knowledge be shared in such a way that I may accurately and easily understand the knowledge and I thank them and show them love. Oh, I like that ask, <laughs> you know, uh, effectively and easily, um, be able to, you know, to, uh, what actions to take. So, well, that's great. Well, well, Don, now we're toward the end of the show. Is there maybe any final words that you would like to, you know, pass on to the listeners or something that maybe we hadn't talked about that you really want to leave, you know, with that message? There was, um, when you are doing the scanning of the body meditation and you're trying to do the chakras healing, so this is where you, you know, you do your orange light and you're going down all the different lights in your body to, if you're checking a body scanning, where is the pain at the moment? And um, so the crown chakra is white or gold, the third eye chakra is violet or silver, the throat chakra is blue, the heart chakra is green, solar plexus chakra is yellow, the sacral chakra is orange, and the root chakra is red. Now they are the true colours that you might find when you're doing your body scanning that the colours might be a little bit different. And this might be a good way to start aware in your body and which chakra needs healing. So you can go and um, I've got a one of those singing bowls for my throat chakra, because mm-hmm. my throat chakra is always blocked. And um, so then I just ring my singing bowl every now and again. So you don't always have to meditate to find these things out. And or you can use a pendulum. I've got a pendulum. And, um, and I just learned this recently that sometimes I wasn't asking the question correctly. Because of the free will, I'm going, should I, will I, so, and I wasn't always getting the right answers because the free will got in my way to saying should I or will I. So I mm-hmm. learned to ask, is this in my best interest? Or, you know, so this is when that, because, you know, the pendulum can really only give you a yes or no answer unless there's, apparently there's an app that the angels can actually type out words with the pendulum. But I purely just use it for a yes or no. So you go, is this in my best interest? Then ask question. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good way for phrasing, and and then also I, I found that when you know asking for 
something, you know, always to tag on that if it's in my best interest, you know, then this is what I would like to have happen. Yeah, evil free will gets in the way of everything. <laughs> but it makes life interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. We can take it or leave yeah. it, you know, um, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Don, I really enjoyed our conversation. I really want to thank you for spending the time with us. Um, and I look forward to following you on Facebook and, and your work. And um, have a happy holiday. You too. And um, Merry Christmas for the upcoming season. And um, so, yeah. Great. Thanks thank for you. Me. You're welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Don Hazel. And she has joined us from Australia. And for more, for more information, you can visit her website, which is www.donpublishinghouse.com.au. Again, that's donpublishinghouse.com.au. So until we meet again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Her show. Be sure to visit our website at www.biteradio.me. That's B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot N-E. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. And our shows are also available as a free podcast from iTunes. And until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.